Welcome to Brad Kyle's Brad's Motor Works podcast. We'll be talking about some things about BMW, some things of cars in general, and some things about car repair. I hope you find it educational, enlightening, and I hope it increases your understanding of your car. And maybe along the way we'll have some fun too. Thank you for listening, and here we go. Episode number 102, Diagnosing Crankshaft Position Sensors. Ooh, this will be exciting. (laughs) Um, I'm doing this one again. This is another technical article that's from a trade magazine. It happens to be from what's called uh, Underhood Service. It was written by Andrew Markell. I want to give him credit. And again, this is for someone who just kind of wants to find out a little bit more about crankshafts, position sensors, what they do, how they work. And again, this is written more for the shop owner slash technician. But again, if uh, if you have an interest, I think it'll uh, hopefully give you some information. And um, we go from there. And again, quick commercial. Uh, I am... uh, uh, have set up a patron or patron account if you go to podbean.com and then do a search for brad kyle's motorworks podcast um what i've done is i've made some of the previous podcasts that i had released for free previously Uh, i made them available as a subscription type thing Uh, it's five dollars a month you can give less you can give more and the advantage is that, uh, again, I've made some of the podcasts o- only available as a paid-for subscription type thing. It's quite a few of them. And what I did is I, I picked a podcast that, in my opinion, if you apply the information that I that I provide with you or give to you um, uh, in your life, in your car experience life and car ownership life, I, I know you can save yourself thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars and hopefully have a little bit better, more positive car life experience, so to speak. So it's it's a variety of different subjects. I think they're uh, I think they're all worthwhile. And like I say, I definitely have seen situations where people, if they apply the information, it, it saves them a lot of money. So those are the ones that are available. I mean, they're all available um, certainly on the podcast site. But the ones that um, are pay is you can again you can only get them through uh, if you want to make a donation. So. Would appreciate it. it is month by month so you can uh, you know pay for a little while and and stop or whatever the case may be but i certainly appreciate any help any help that uh, that you could give so this one's called diagnosing crankshaft position sensors old vehicles with carburetors and distributors did not need to know the position of the crankshaft as long as a technician could line up a top dead center on cylinder number one and match the mark on the crankshaft pulley the timing could be set. They're talking about the ignition timing. In the 1980s, sequential fuel injection and more precise ignition systems started to need to know the position of the crankshaft. Fuel and spark were timed with a microprocessor instead of weights and springs on the shaft of the distributor. Modern engines need to know need to not only know the position of the crankshaft, but the position of the camshafts. This is for variable valve timing and direct fuel injection to function. The other reason for knowing the position of the crankshaft is for misfire detection. Rings and magnets. On a crankshaft is a ring with teeth called the reluctor wheel. The reluctor wheel can be mounted on the front, middle, or back of the crankshaft. On some engines, the ring is located on the flywheel. The larger the diameter and number of teeth, the greater the resolution of the sensor. The teeth can vary in size to indicate a specific point in the rotation of the crankshaft. The mechanical problems can relate to 
the condition of the teeth on the reluctor ring. If a tooth is missing, it changes the signal. If the ring has shifted position on the crankshaft, the signal will not correspond with the camshaft position sensor. The other mechanical issue could be the fault of the timing chain. If the chain has stretched, the signals will not match and the ECM will set a code. The sensor. As the teeth pass it, the magnetic field at the tip of the sensor changes. A transistorized circuit picks up on the change and creates a signal that can be understood by the engine control module. This signal is a square wave, but some manufacturers use sharp peaks. Modern or digital crankshaft position sensors have three wires. Two wires provide power and ground that is typically 5 volts. The third wire is a signal wire. The signal wire will switch between 0 and 5 volts. The switching should be square with no slope. Some older crankshaft position sensors generate AC voltage. These two-wire sensors were not the best for fast starts because at least 250 to 300 RPM was required to generate an AC signal. Electrical problems with the sensor or harness can cause extra resistance or can cause changes in resistance to the sensor. The other culprit could be the wiring to the sensor that can also change the resistance and signal from the sensor. When this happens, you may still see a pattern on the scope, but the peaks will not be at 5 volts. They're talking about using a digital storage oscilloscope, what's called a DSO, which again is a piece of equipment that, well, anyone could have. Um, there's a lot of different ones out there, but obviously a, a, a decently equipped shop will certainly have some kind of a vor uh, version of a DSO. So that is something maybe to ask when you're uh, looking for a new shop or just, um, you know, your typical uh, pet boys is not necessarily going to have one, not to, not to uh, you know, put them down or anything, but they might. I don't know. Something to ask if you want to get technical and, and um, you know, it's certainly you have a right to ask. You guys have a DSO. If they look at you and frown, and like, you either need to talk to a different person or um, maybe get another shop. So, anyway. So, why so sensitive? I don't mean you or them. I, <laughs> this is the next section. <laughs> The crankshaft needs to be spinning for the sensor to determine its position relative to the crankshaft. For some engines, it might take for some engines it might take only 60 to 90 degrees of engine rotation to determine the position. On some engines, there will be a second ring and sensor to to improve the resolution of the sensor. Also, the camshaft position sensor can be used to correlate the position. The faster the engine management system can learn the position of the crank, the faster the vehicle can start and run efficiently. The position of the crankshaft is important to direct injection vehicles. It is even more critical for start-stop vehicles with direct injection. Some systems can stop a four-cylinder engine just after top dead center. When the engine is restarted, a small amount of fuel is injected at the right time and ignited by the spark to turn the engine pretty amazing if you think about it. So in other words, all of the load of actually start or restarting the engine on a start-stop engine system is not necessarily taken over by only the starter. Okay, So they're talking about literally if, it, if the engine stops just past the top dead center on a particular top dead center firing on a particular cylinder, by there's already going to be air in there. By injecting a small amount of fuel and firing it, it actually helps drive the piston down to help start the engine so again, not all of the load of starting the engine is only on the starter. Okay, so it's pretty, uh, pretty crazy. Misfire detection. 
Uh, DTCs, which means Diagnostic Trouble Codes, P0300 to P0310 indicate a random misfire per the cylinder, per the individual cylinders. There are other codes that can be related to a misfire as well. These include P1336, which is crankshaft camshaft performance, P0606, which is a PCM issue, P0315, which is a uh, crankshaft not learned, and P0316, which is misfire detected at startup, and many more. Generally speaking, the rate of misfire is calculated every 200 to 1,000 revolutions of the engine, obviously. With the sensitivity of these sensors, a, few, a false misfire can be generated under certain conditions. For example, driving on a very muddy or dusty road can throw debris into the reluctor teeth on engines with external reluctor wheels mounted on the crankshaft. Sometimes the misfire is intermittent, which presents it, its own issues when it comes to diagnosing the problem. A failed crankshaft position sensor or code indicating that the signal does not correlate with the other engine position sensors can be mechanical or electrical. And finally, before you replace a crankshaft position sensor, you need to confirm the following items. I thought this was good. Again, you may never be replacing a crankshaft position sensor, but this kind of gives you an idea of what the technician should or does go through as far as the process. Does the sensor have good power and ground going to the sensor? If the sensor does not have the correct voltage, it signals a problem with the harness or the module supplying power to the sensor. If power is not present at the connector, check at the module connector. If possible, check that the sensor has the correct resistance, resistance as specified in the service information. This includes the value for the power side of the sensor and signal to ground. Some manufacturers will not include this in the service information. Isn't that nice? Look at the waveform. The waveform should be well defined and switched for, for 0 to 5 volts. You can compare it to a known good waveform, but you always want you always need to be skeptical of a waveform. Make sure the engine and model match. Check all possible mechanical problems. Issues related to the reluctor wheel's condition and the relationship to the head of the sensor need to be ruled out. Some sensors are slotted and the depth of the sensor can be adjusted. That's the end of that one. And again, like I say, just uh, kind of, uh, you know, a quick overview. Crankshaft position sensors, isn't that exciting? Uh, you know, not everybody's going to care. Uh, certainly, it's, it's one of the zillions of different things that you don't have to know a gosh darn thing about to be able to drive a car. So that's, that's the beauty of car ownership in a way and the being able to use a car. Is I, I, I seriously doubt there's really any other thing that the average person has in regards to a car that is as technologically advanced, has as many things going on in it, uh, sometimes a lot of times at the same time, and provides you freedom in your life, uh, so on and so forth, um, as a car, okay? The goofy part about it, of course, the reason I bring it up is, is that it's probably also one of the few things that you really don't have to know hardly anything about to have, to get all of the value, hopefully, out of the use of it, okay? Um, sure, there's lots of things out there that, you know, people go, well, what about a smartphone? Okay, yeah, you don't have to know how it works, but it ain't, you're not getting into it and driving it down the road, are you? Okay, so, um, you know, that's the beauty of cars. About the only thing you really have to know is, is maybe putting gas in yourself, and uh, that's really about it. Maybe checking tire pressures, but you certainly don't have to know how to do that. You can get somebody else to do it. So, 
that's the beauty of cars is freedom and uh, comfort, fun, performance, handling, uh, gets you from A to B, so on and so forth. So I hope you found this interesting. I hope it's been enlightening. Um, again, check out podbean.com, Brad Kyle's Motorworks podcast. Uh, if you want to uh, uh, provide a, a donation, I would appreciate it. And as usual, if you want to get a hold of me via email, it's pkpodcast5 at gmail.com. I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, you know, if you have any questions, reviews, appreciate it. And uh, I hope you found this interesting. I hope you have a fantastic day and a great tomorrow. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's been an honor and a privilege to spend time with you. I hope you found this of value. Please share it with family and friends. Above all else, with all you're getting, get understanding. May God bless you and keep you. And thank you again.